1: The Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. I have been trying out different days to release the podcast. I'm doing some testing. As you guys can see, I'm changing the cover art. I'm changing the days. I'm trying to gather... Um, Like, it's so hard in podcasting to um, figure out stats and just returns. And it's like, I don't know, it's such a jumbled mess because technically, even though podcasts have been around, I feel like these back-end platforms are still in beta. So anyway, I'm just testing um, some things out to see where I can get the most uh, downloads and the most, you know, just the most engagement. So just bear with me. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, two wonderful guests today. Actors Joshua Molina and Romney Malco. I mean, guys, this is like the most positive uh, podcast I think I've done in a long time, just because these two guys are so happy and energetic and just not negative. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not mad about it. So Joshua Molina, best known for um, his roles on West Wing and Scandal. I was a huge Scandal fan. Um, he's joining the Broadway cast of Leopoldstadt. I could not say it on the interview. Please forgive me. I'm such a dumbass. Um, no, he's joining the Broadway cast in March um, as a title role. He's taking over for David Krumholtz. And this is his first... Stage um role, I think since the 80s. So super exciting for him, but he was just a lot of fun to talk to. Really light conversation, really chill. Um, you know, just listen to this podcast while you're at the gym. Okay. It's like it's a really easy listen. And then um, I'm gonna go directly into my interview with Romani Malco. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know this is actually his third appearance. I don't think anyone has ever done three appearances on this podcast but um it's he is oh my gosh he is the best ever like he is literally the best um i first interviewed him a few years ago uh, he was doing this netflix christmas movie we chatted and i was like man who is this guy he is so full of energy and so nice and just I was just so energized at the way he um, treats you and respects you during an interview, even though he has no idea who you are. And then um, we ended up talking during the pandemic right after some of the BLM stuff. And he, you know, he gave me some insight and he's just, he's very fair about, you know, pretty much about everything. And, um, I don't know. He's he's great on Instagram at Romani Malco. He really is. But anyway, his show, A Million Little Things on ABC, um, I, the season finale is coming up for one of them. You know how those ABC does all those weird finales um, or multiple finales? But um, yeah, he was promoting that and he just gushes about this show. And it's a good show. I have to say, I used to watch it more frequently and I have to catch up because I think I missed like half of last season. So, um, but it's just one of those shows that just really gets you. It's funny. It's, it's sad. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fan favorite. Let's just say that. Um, but I'm going to play these interviews one after another. So, um, you won't hear my voice in between. I know you're so sad, but anyway, enjoy my interviews with Joshua Molina and Romani Malco. Hi Joshua. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So uh, how's your, uh, is this your first radio tour or have you done a bunch? I'm sure they're so annoying after a while. I can only imagine.
2: No, I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm excited uh, to talk about the play. I'm
1: thrilled. Okay, good, 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 good. Cause I'm excited to hear about it. I'm a huge Broadway fan. I, um, I mean, I was obviously a huge Scandal fan. I saw that you were coming in the pipeline, and I was like, I need to talk to this guy. Um, ah. just, no, really, though. You, you, Oh, my gosh. You're so good. That was literally the best show ever. I mean, I loved it.
2: Thank you so much. It was a great time. What a spectacular job.
1: Yeah. The cast. I, I Working with all those people every day, I bet you miss them so much.
2: I do. I do. Although we keep in touch. There's a very active text thread going. Oh,
1: for- text thread
2: yes and i'm happy to say that my uh, compatriot scott foley is coming to broadway too in a play called uh, the thanksgiving play
1: oh my gosh i scott foley's hot i love him as well um but tell me okay so you uh, you have a play coming to broadway um and that's that's coming to broadway this spring correct
2: it's actually open already it opened in october and i'm replacing the fabulous david krumholz uh, who is leaving the play mid March, and I'll take over on March fourteenth.
1: Oh, okay. I totally, I totally read that wrong. So you're taking over for? Di- That's cool. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So oh, have you started rehearsals okay. yet?
2: I actually start next week. I mean, I start, I started preparing a lot on my own, learning the role, and uh, I've seen the play twice. I'm going to see it two more times this week and take in. Uh, the incredible performances of the cast. And so I'm at work on it, but uh, I'll start working with the plays director, Patrick Marber, next week. And I'm uh, I'm pretty revved up about it.
1: Oh, wow. That's so exciting. And you know, isn't uh, Casey Levy in that, Elsa? I know her as Elsa, but...
2: yes, yeah, she's incredible. She gives a, a lovely, beautiful performance.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, she was, I, oh my gosh. I took my, one of my kids to see Frozen twice and she's just... Completely, completely show-stopping. Her, I mean, her Tony performance. So I can only imagine how she she kills it in this. And how do you pronounce the name of this yeah. show? Le- Say it for me. Yeah,
2: I know it's a hard one. I mean, I guess the correct pronunciation is Leopoldstadt.
1: Leopoldstadt.
2: Approximating that is acceptable. Yeah, I mean, this is a play that takes place over the course of nine scenes in Vienna, Austria, right. from 1899 through 1955, and Leopoldstadt was an area. Of, uh Vienna that at turn of the century was uh basically the Jewish uh ghetto and oh. uh it was named after yeah Leopold I who was actually a notorious antisemite uh in the 17th century um so ironically uh, Leopoldstadt became the place where uh, many most of Vienna's uh and Austria's Jews uh, lived
1: Wow I, and it's so funny I um you know, I've always been a fan of of David Krumholtz. I, I really like him, and I like his he, – he's been around forever, right? I just – I didn't know him as a stage actor, like at all.
2: Yeah, well, well what's interesting is he and I have almost a similar career trajectories, which is that he did a play, I think, about 30 years ago – and this is his a triumphant, because he's fantastic in it, uh, Return to Broadway. My first job as a professional actor was the Broadway production of A Few Good Men in 1989. And it's taken me 34 years to get back to Broadway. Um, but wow. I'm doing it finally. Yeah. OK,
1: I'm actually shook, because um, I don't, I'm not going to ask you your age. You don't have to tell me. I just, I just figured in 89, you'd be like, a, I don't know, like a little kid.
2: Uh, you're very kind you're very kind but I'm happy to divulge that I am in fact 57 years old it's hard for me to believe except when I look in the mirror Um, but yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm like you look so good and I'm actually not kind you can ask my husband and everybody else (laughs) I actually am very honest so this is crazy you're 57 this is awesome what do you drink bone broth all day
2: yeah, basically,
1: yeah. Largely bone broth <laughs> and uh, pull-ups. Wait, bone broth and what?
2: <laughs> pull-ups. No, I'm not wearing pull-ups. I'm doing pull-ups. Very important <laughs> oh, distinction. Oh,
1: good, good. So so your wife or your girlfriend doesn't have to change your diapers or anything at 57. That's good. That's, that's correct. good for all yeah, of not us. Yet. Yeah.
2: Not yet. That's probably a few years away.
1: <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. No, so... <laughs> Just a funny story. Um, David Krumholtz he's he's quirky, right? Like I feel like he's a quirky guy. I had an interview with him on a red carpet and he he made a comment to me. He's like, Oh, you know, it's not like I'm a murderer or anything. Like, I don't murder people. And I was like, okay, that was like a little weird, you know? And he's like, Yeah, that was weird. He actually found me on Instagram after to ask me not to um put that out there into the universe. And I did not. I'm actually a very nice journalist. I did not. I was like, honey, yeah, no, no problem.
2: Until this moment, <laughs> where you've now shared it, <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell him.
1: Joshua, the, the point is. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say I'm. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him in the play tonight, and afterwards, I'm going to tell him that his no, secret is out. And he's yes, it was. It was police. literally
1: it's the Crown Vic, the Crown Vic, um, red carpet, and he. The thing is, though, he's so innocent. He's just not. He, you know what I've gathered from him? He's super innocent. He's super like witty and quirky. He just he uh, just says what he feels like. You know what I mean? Like it's like. And then yep. he realized after yeah. he's like, yeah, I guess with today's climate, that wasn't the best thing to say. And I'm like, dude, but I yeah, get it. You know, I knew he's yeah. I knew well, he
2: was kidding. It's a high wire act being being interviewed, especially being interviewed live. And so uh, this, is, this is one of the uh, potential pitfalls of being an actor. But he's a very, by the way, I'm I supposed I'm talking to you, and I'm supposed to be uh, encouraging people to come see me in the play, which is mid March. But yes! David is incredibly David is incredibly great in the role, so I would encourage people also to see it before I'm in the play. Um, okay. While he's, he's 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 not to be missed.
1: No, I'm going to go see you. I, I like him and everything, but I saw enough of him and elf watching with my kids all Christmas. So I'm kind of sick of him. Um, so I'm coming for you. I live in Manhattan. So I am like, I go see shows. Like the minute they go up, it's like my thing. I love Broadway. I love, um, you know, I just, I love everything about it. And I feel like why else live in the city if you can't experience like everything there is to offer. Right.
2: I'm with you. I grew up in New Rochelle, New York in the suburbs. And, uh, my dad did a little producing, and his best friend was and still is, Manny Eisenberg, just famous, famous uh, Broadway producer. And so I was very fortunate. I got to see lots of theater. And uh, so from a very young age, I just sat in the audience and pointed and said, I want to do wow. that.
1: Did you really?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew uh, I, Some it can be very angsty to decide to become an actor, but it was easy for me because, I mean, it wasn't easy to actually become an actor, but it was easy yeah. for me to decide to pursue it because from about age eight, uh, I, I just knew that's what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah,
1: that's so, I mean, you must feel, it's like a pinch me moment then, you know, like you're sitting there, I want to do that. And you're about to open on Broadway in in a leading role. So that's like, you it's, should really, yeah, pinch yeah be so
2: proud. Me is exactly how I describe it. Because also in 1984 at age 18, I went to opening night because Manny Eisenberg produced it of Tom Stoppard's play, The Real Thing. And I was blown away by the writing. So um wow. you know 3 decades later to be appearing in a play by him it's sort of mind blowing yeah,
1: i mean yeah i feel i i'm like very excited for you because i know sort of the feelings that i i know the type of way one feels when you're sort of living out a dream like that and you also are like all right all right what is something bad going to happen i feel like i'm living I, that's how i think not that you should that's horrible um a horrible way to think but but it's just like yeah you're yeah, living I, I your feel, dream I feel-
2: I'm built similarly. I do. I definitely <laughs> walk around and think, is something going to fall on my head? Because yes. life seems too good right now.
1: It's better that I'm actually <laughs> not the only one that, that is such a psycho. No, you're
2: not. No, you're not.
1: <laughs> Thank God. Or like opening night, you're like, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to even put anything into the universe. Um, But all I'm going to say is I want – I also just want to ask you, I mean – because I was obsessed with scandal and you know, you've done a lot of different projects Was scandal pretty much one of your favorite projects to work on or, or one of the best I, I should say.
2: Oh, for sure. I've been lucky several times to get a decent run on a TV show. So Mm -hmm. first of all, any kind of job security for an actor is just a dream. So seven seasons was the best. Then on top of it, it's working for Shonda Rhimes, who is brilliant and funny and warm, and then working with an amazing cast. So certainly a highlight of my career, and I'm still in touch with everybody, and I I love the people who worked on that show in front of and behind the camera.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just – you made my day about the – wait, who's on the scandal text thread? Is is uh, Tony on it?
2: Oh, yeah, everybody, all the big hitters. Is Everybody's
1: Bellamy on it? On. I love her. People say I look like her. It's okay, for Joshua? For sure. So
2: Bellamy is, it's Bellamy is most likely to use emojis.
1: <laughs> That's – I just got so excited thinking about Bellamy using emojis. Oh, my gosh. No, I – Someone she's stopped a, me, a FedEx guy stopped me one time and thought I was her when Scandal was like really big. And like, here's the thing. I think she's very beautiful, but she's also a lot older than me. So I was like, okay, take a step back and relax over there.
2: <laughs> well, she drinks a lot of uh, bone broth and does a lot of pull-ups. So she looks okay. pretty Oh, young. bone
1: broth and pull-ups. Okay. I'm literally writing this down because you do look like a fucking child. Excuse my language. Um, But no, <laughs> I am so excited. Tell me the exact date that you were going on, um, on Broadway. Okay, sure.
2: I- I take over on March 14th.
1: That's a Tuesday. a Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's a Tuesday and it's called Le- I can't even pronounce it. Leopold I you you say it.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. Leopold Stott.
1: Leopold Stott. I'm going to I'm going to repeat that over and over. And then if people want to find you on online like on Instagram or Twitter, do you want to just shout your handles out?
2: absolutely please you can follow me on twitter i'm at josh molina j-o-s-h-m-a-l-i-n-a or instagram josh molina's josh molina
1: oh okay double trouble love that love that so it's much I'm gonna go, i think i follow you but i'm gonna go double check to make sure i do um but okay, yeah thank I'll you so you. much for your for your time you are you're a lovely human i must say
2: you're so sweet right back at you thanks for having me
1: thank you joshua molina everyone
0: Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's n o o m.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold.
2: And here's your prescription.
3: I'm so well, thank you. And I can tell that you're doing well.
1: Yes, but you're um, you, you going to realize who I am in a second. I said I'm Lauren from Red I Carpet believe, Rendezvous. I really know who you
3: are, my dear. Like I said, say it again?
1: I said, yay. It's been so long. I, we haven't talked in forever.
3: We haven't. I don't know if you remember, like, one of our last conversations, we were talking about, like, you know email marketing.
1: Yes. Yes. And I wanted to help you with that stuff. And then you went and had like the most adorable baby I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, (laughs) who now is like a toddler. Yes. Yeah. Oh
3: my God. He's, uh, he's, he's really funny. We were at uh, an extreme uh, trampoline jump park the other day and he comes up to me and he goes, Hey daddy, I want to invest in the stock market. He was not two yet.
1: I can't, you know, it's funny. It's like, most people wouldn't believe that, but they have to know you to understand. Oh, that kid really said that. That kid really said that <laughs> like <laughs> his daddy has been putting in these ideas, these business ideas in his head since he was literally out of the womb. So yeah, that really happened.
3: <laughs> it's but so you true. Seem... It's so true. Like, you know,
1: yeah, go ahead.
3: No, no. Like, you know, just, you know, you just, you, you never know what they're absorbing. That's
1: mm-hmm. all. Just yeah. Surprising. Well, you, um, I, I have to say like watching you be a dad like this has, it's been such a joy, I think for your followers and your viewers, because I honestly, you are just such a joyful person. So genuine. And so it's just so nice. You're so positive, you know, everything about you is positive.
3: Thank you. I mm. tell you, man, you know, we've been through a lot in our lives and you know, it, it it it, it it it's crazy to be where we are today, to like be living this, to be living this dream. And when I say living this dream, it's not just about okay, I got, to, I made it, I get to be an actor and entertain and do what I love. But yeah. I've always been very particular about the jobs I get involved with, and getting and, and like right now, I'm living my dream. The longest show that I've ever been on is a five episode, five season show, and yeah. it's a million little things. And I'm not trying to segue into it, just saying the message and everything that this show is about helps me fulfill purpose. And to all you Americans out there, it's very easy for us to forget that we're in pain, and it's really easy for us to be derailed from our dreams and our aspirations, and we find ourselves kind of lost. Well, the big part of it is because we, like I said, compartmentalize our pain. And for me, yeah. um, it, it's my pain that kind of gave me this clear sense of purpose. And to wow. find myself at this stage in my life, living that purpose, put, doing projects that actually impact people's lives. Y'all know me. I've been involved in all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah. 40 Old Virgin, Blades of Glory, Baby Mama, weed. Weeds. Think like <laughs> Weeds, my favorite. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. These, are some, these are classics. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it myself. These are classics. And I, I, I go to Israel and people chase me down to get my autograph because I think like a man, you know? These <laughs> yeah. are class. Yeah. And, and and so it's like nothing, nothing, no fan reception has ever come close to the mm-hmm. fan reception for a million little things.
0: I people know. approach
3: me Agreed. and tell me they're alive. Wow. Like I have people approach me in joy. I have people approach me in tears oh. of joy. I have people like I, I get to know people on a complete, fans on a completely different level because of this show. I'm living my dream, so thank you for saying that. And oh. you know, it's 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 it, it, it's been hard and earned, but it I, I do feel extremely uh, grateful for the experience that I'm having yeah. in life right and, now.
1: And I got to tell everybody listening right now, this guy is probably the most genuine person you will ever listen to in Hollywood. And I say this after interviewing you two times before, I think it was, we interviewed twice, and now this is the third time, and you know, we sort of kept in touch, and you just, everything you say, yes. you mean what you say, you are so genuine, and you don't think of yourself on, you know, this crazy you. level, and and I interviewed your on-screen wife, Christina Moses. And we sat there and we talked about you for like 10 minutes straight. And she wasn't even like <laughs> kissing ass. She wasn't even being like, we were just laughing about you. And just everything is just what you see is what you get. And that is so freaking rare, Romany. It is so rare.
3: <laughs> I, I understand that and, no. I, and I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I think you know, definitely part of it is I got lucky. I didn't start acting until I was 30. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that I got lucky is because I had a clearer sense of who I was. I had a clearer sense of who my family was. I had a clearer mm-hmm. sense of who my friends were. And for me, by the time I got involved in Hollywood, those things were irreplaceable, oh, right?
0: Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. like,
3: looking to, like, just call up or anything like that. No. Th- these are my people. The better or worse. Mm-hmm. These were my people. And so that has really helped keep me grounded throughout life and then just I just remember having a conversation with someone the other day, and I was like, you know, uh, I remember at the age of 14, uh, telling people, I'd be like, you know, people are like, oh, man, you should write a book. Your life is so crazy. And they'd be like, yeah, but, you know, I always encounter people who've had, who have it so much worse off than me, you know? So I still mm-hmm. have a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I think having that attitude at such a very young age um, has yeah. been, I don't know, it's been a blessing. Because I definitely know throughout my life, When I focus on the wrong things, I attract the wrong things.
1: That's very, yeah, that's really smart. And I think what you said is is something to be said as well. When you started in this business, you felt secure in your life. You were 30 years old. You felt like an adult. You had, you know, you were grounded, which is really important because if you're not grounded and you're not grounded enough and you enter the business of Hollywood, Um, I think it could be very dangerous. And, and, you know, we talked, the temperature was a lot different when we talked a few years ago, but how are you feeling in terms of what Hollywood is putting out there right now, in terms of award shows, in terms of, you know, these so-called satanic performances. I mean, you have a kid now, right? Like you, you, you've got to expose him to this, or maybe you don't, or how do you want to? It's like, it's, and you work in this industry. So it's like, how do you feel right now about the temperature of all of this?
3: great great question um look ah, oh oh here we go okay <laughs> always you it's always you it is the me it is me i know happens. i'm
0: sorry <laughs>
3: <laughs> no i love it because i know you have children too I and, do. and this is what i love about you is that you genuinely have a concern for humanity you have a deeper consciousness and so, so I do say, you look, that's what i love um, about you <laughs> thank you thank you and yeah you know listen I protect my children from it. We don't allow, we we don't allow, you know, people to, we don't allow our kids to just have access to screens, at least in this mm-hmm. house, because uh, when it well, ultimately, when it boils down to it, media's goal is, you know, for the most part, is to, <clears throat> it, it, it's for sales. Like you're being sold, no matter what you're watching. Mm-hmm. If you watch, you know, a TV show where you see a happy family in a sitcom eating cereal. You're sitting there watching that in theta state. So you're absorbing that. And now Mm -hmm. you subconsciously equate a happy family with eating cereal. You know, next thing you know, you got your family eating cereal. But if I ask you the nutritional value of that cereal, you can't answer that question. You know? Okay. And so uh, I've noticed that, you know, there's some great articles out there, but there's this one article that really stood out on on the topic um, in the New York Times and it was like, Immigrants have a 67% higher chance of succeeding in the United States of America than people born and raised in the United States of America. Why is that? And a big part of that is because of our orientation. As much as we don't want to admit it for most people, um, the media, the television, you know, mainstream news uh, is is their primary source of information. And as a result of that, there's a conditioning. There is a in, there's an indoctrination. You know this term last-key kids. I come from Gen X. You know this is what I do with my little Tiajuana, my Tijuana Jackson character. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the licensed therapist. Yes. This is what I do with this. And so I do all this research. And one of the things I learned was like you know like Gen Xers were some of like the original latchkey kids. This thing, this term last-key kids. My husband was one. When you were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You come home. First of all, yep. you're in a generation where divorce is normalized, but you come home and you come home to empty house
1: by and yourself. School. And so yeah.
3: you are in those streets or watching TV. And both are equally dan- and both are dangerous because if you're watching TV, you're being conditioned. You're looking to television for positive role models. You're looking to television for positive relationship models. And it's like... Mm. Um, those things are, are basically preparing you for failure because none of it really is rep- representative of what it really takes, the humility that it really takes to right. learn how to allow your partner to influence you. To help, none of it's going to help you really understand what it takes to succeed in business, like mm. effectively in, in, within capitalism. And so you right. are then, you find yourself aspiring to all of these things that don't really exist and you don't know it where people who come from other countries don't have that orientation. They come into this country dealing yeah. with reality in America better than we are. And we were born right. and raised here.
1: <laughs> that's true. No, that's, that's incredibly true. But I mean, at this point, it's like, do you feel like you want to take on projects that will you know, make your your kids proud? Like, do you feel like you have to be pickier now? Maybe not take on some, you know what I'm saying? Like some nasty script that you're not going <laughs> to be proud of, even though it's acting. I don't know. I don't know how you guys think, but
3: Well, Well, you know, that ain't my struggle because Mm -hmm. I came into the game doing that. I was just never, and I I know this sounds cocky, (laughs) but I ain't never really got involved in a project that I didn't believe. Even if I was in a project shop, like the Mike Myers project, when I read the initial script of that project, I was in love with that message and was yeah. like, oh, this, this needs to be out there. And, I, and to this day, I'm extremely proud of that project. And also, I got to learn from a guru. And, you know, the people involved in the project also will influence what projects I take. But because I came right. into the game, like I said, at the age of 30, I, you know, I, and, and I, I, you know, I had my own business. I just you know, I wasn't financially dependent on the business. I, I came in saying no. Yes. And so That's <clears> huge. Like, That's super the first important. the Oh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, most people are looking, are, are in a state of famine, looking yeah. for, you know, an opportunity in Hollywood uh, at the stage that I began, you know? Yes. And so without a question, I'm extremely grateful. Um, but I remember my first job that I ever booked, it was a Tim Robbins play. Oh,
1: wow. And now- it's kind of I, a big I, deal. I, Tim Robbins I, I is pretty really big.
3: <laughs> oh, Tim Robbins is the- you know, come on man. Shark. Yeah, know, like, he's got he's got a body of work that goes well beyond that. Yes. I booked yeah. this job, my first gig. Um, I didn't know that I booked it. And I I, I, I get this phone call, I check my messages, and one of the phone calls is from my agent and she's like, Hey, where are you? Are You're supposed to be at this wardrobe fitting for this project. So I call her back and I'm like, Well, <clears throat> I'm in Italy And she's like, What? I'm in Tuscany right now with my girlfriend. And she's like, oh. you're supposed to be here. And she goes off, oh, hangs up the phone on me. Then uh, I was like, I felt really bad. And I told, yeah. you know, my girlfriend and friends I was with that what happened. And I, I checked my messages again. And um, they, they were all trying to arrange to see how I could get back quickly.
1: Yeah, And
3: um, I checked my messages again. And it's her, it's my agent again. And my agent's like, call me. And I call her back, and she's like, "Uh, I am used to people sitting by their phones waiting on an opportunity. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I really admire the fact that you've always, as long as I've known you, you've always put your life first. And Mm so do me a favor. Forgive me for my tone. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your time in Italy. Uh, You should be nearing a siesta. Get some cheese, get some wine. And... Go enjoy, your, go enjoy your girlfriend. That's what she said. Go enjoy your time with your girlfriend. And wow. I'll see you when you get back. There'll be other gigs. And that uh, stayed with me throughout. And so I've always kind of prioritized. Oh. I'm not one of these people. And, and, and that's probably one of my shortcomings. I keep it a buck. I can probably wow. be a lot more famous and a lot wealthier if I just worked, work, 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 work. work. <laughs> but that's, that's um but That's wait, so style. you? you know, the but you were the fine.
1: Living. You were fine with it. You weren't like, were you? Kind of overthink, like, oh, maybe I should just fly back. Were you just totally fine with it?
3: Well, initially, she made me feel so bad. I wanted to fly back more so than Yeah, her.
1: yeah, once, yeah once I know.
3: You damn right. I was cool with it. You damn uh, right. Because remember, it's my first. It's my first gig, and it's theater, and it's Tim Robbins. Hell, I don't want to put myself out there like that. I was like, I was very cool with that job going away.
1: Okay. Oh my God, that's so funny. Well, Romani, um, I'm getting yelled at that we have to wrap it up, but something else I just wanted to throw in there. Is, like, people should be like so impressed that you're, you, you work with major studios. You are like on this trajectory to only working with major studios, major companies, and it's incredible. But um, I love talking to you. Thank you so much, Romani Malco.
3: Very learned, very appreciated. You, you look looking great online. Your babies are adorable. So thank are you yours.
1: Your I, I love seeing okay, you. guys, that is it for this week. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And thank you so much for listening. Leave me a review on Spotify. My reviews on Spotify are really shitty. I don't, I don't know why. Well, I mean, I do know why. I guess they don't like this podcast. But anyway, if you do like it, give me good rating. <laughs> okay, thanks again. Until next time.